Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Rachel, can you say... Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. Okay. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Widdicombe. Josh Widdicombe. 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 Okay, well, well done. There we go. Love the podcast. This is my 38-month-old Rachel. We live in Plymouth with my parents on our... 38 months? What's that? Three. Yeah. On our family farm. Cool. Quick boom of parenting farm-related anecdotes. Do you want that? Yeah. When I was a child, my dad took us out shooting. He shot a rabbit and then proceeded to give us a DIY biology lesson. Oh, no. When he cut the rabbit open... Oh, my God. Oh. It had six or seven babies inside. Oh, fuck. And that is so awful. Yeah. My sister and I were horrified and went asking if the babies would be okay. He said, probably not, and kicked the rabbit under a bush. What? <laughs> he also used to get us to test if electric fences were on by asking us to touch them. Pretty sure he knew they were on. Thank you for the charm, <laughs> sexiness and wit. You're not, not at all funny or relatable. Thanks, Carrie. What, what, at what point can the police get involved with historic sort of <laughs> Historic offenses? boom of parenting offences. <laughs> this could open up a huge investigation. We get most of our listeners' parents we put away. Yeah. Then he just booted... The rabbit under oh a bush. Oh, my word. That What's is... the point of shooting it, then? That is the countryside for you, Rob. It's <laughs> absolutely brutal. There are animals out there outside the city walls. Those town... Am I a townie? What is a townie? I never yeah, understood what a townie, a townie was. I think, yeah, probably. I think the thing is, it's more a state of mind than it is. But I live I... in Zone 5. Am I a townie? Yeah, because... It's you... so far away. Rob, you don't come alive in the countryside, do you know what I mean? No. Are you more comfortable in towns or in the, you know... Vast expanse of the countryside. Well, I think I'm really tired at the moment because I keep swearing too much on this. My mum and dad told me that I'm swearing too much yeah. on it, so I'm going to try and stop. So I think at the moment I'd get annoyed wherever I was. Yes. I don't think yeah. now's a good time to do the test. No, no, of course, of course. I do. Do you know what, though? I do. When I drive into the countryside, I do feel myself calming down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And getting a bit... You don't get that when you drive into London. But I think it's that thing that I think when you're younger, you want to be in the city, and when you're older, you want to be a bit more of a country bumpkin. And you're feeling, you're feeling the 
the pull. I'm feeling the pull. But I, do you know what? As soon as I'm there for a bit, I'd hate it. I'd start getting him like sort of defender fences for deer. You'd get really, really bored. Every I time I go to the countryside, I think, this is it. This is what I want. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, I can walk and buy some bread. It's really useful. <laughs> I don't have to drive for milk. Anyway, talking of old and young, Rob. Yes. Do you want the um, oldest and youngest um, listeners? Yes, please. Well, these are so far, okay? So if you've got a younger or an older one. Um, so youngest listener, we ask you youngest. An honourable mention to this one, 12 years old. Hello, I've listened to your latest episode. Very good. Always funny, of course. And you want to know your youngest listener? Well, I'm 12 and I listen on my own and actually oh. recommended it to my parents. Oh, hello. I was I was looking for a comedy podcast and searched for Ramesh Ranganathan. Oh, um, and, the, <laughs> and the episode came out. You don't have to search for him. If you just turn the telly on, you'll find it. <laughs> um, he hates those kind of jokes. He'll be annoyed with that if he listened. Yeah. I looked for a comedy podcast. Look. I searched Ramesh Ranganathan. Luckily, he's good. Ramesh Ranganathan. And the episode came up with him on your show. And I thought it was great. So I listened to the rest of them. And I listen every morning when I get ready for school and when I get home. Always happy when there's a new episode. You're great and great tips for the future from Emmy. Isn't Emmy well put together for a 12-year-old? Yeah. I would not be... What was I doing at 12? I wouldn't oh, like to think. Um, however, you have been beaten, Emmy. Um, 11 years old is our current youngest listener. Yeah. Dear Rob and Josh, I have a contender for your youngest listener. My son, who's now 13, has been listening to your podcast from the early days when he was 11. He goes to bed earlier on a Tuesday and a Friday so he can listen to it before he oh, goes to sleep. Oh, bless nice. him. We are going to see Josh of the Palladium on Saturday and have tickets for Parenting Hell at the O2 next year. Heart the Pop, Kate in Berkshire. Kate, what's his name? Don't take oh. all the glory, Kate. Um, so 11's winning. Let us know if there's anyone younger. Yeah, although I, I think 12, because it was written herself. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's. I, I wonder whether... You, are we allowing people to... For the youngest, I wonder whether we need the person to be... So are you demanding that children email you direct? <laughs> <laughs> Just the parents copied in on a, on a CC. <laughs> I think that's I think that's problematic. Um, but I'd say Emmy's the winner at the moment because we are currently got Anon for the eleven-year-old. Yes, yes, okay. But thank to both of them. We are, yeah, and we listen. But the, the, the youngest needs to be someone who listens on their own without yeah. the parents yeah. making them. And our oldest honourable mention, seventy-five years old. Oh. Hello, you two. I'm applying for oldest listener. I'm seventy-five from the Isle of Wight, but originally from Bermondsey. Enjoy your kids while you know where they are. Anxiety levels get higher when they start going out as teenagers. Good to know, Sandra and Nikki, mother and daughter. There. It's good to know that it's just going to get worse, and you're going to worry yeah, more with that's this the control. Main thing. Basically, you're going to worry more and have less control. Welcome to parenting. Oh, um, my God. Seventy, But my dad's 78 and he listens, so that's already beaten that one. Yeah. However, I've got another one here. 80 years old, Josh. That's good, isn't it? Come on. 80. Hi, Rob and Josh. My name is Lucy Holloway, and I am, along with the rest of my family, a huge fan of the podcast. After hearing you guys wonder who your youngest and oldest listeners are, I thought I'd message in. I believe my nan to be your oldest listener who started listening after hearing me and my mum rave about your podcast on holiday in Mexico. You took a nan to Mexico. Look, an 80-year-old to Mexico. Absolutely incredible. So she now listens. She is 80. What is she listening on, though? Good on you. We're, again, though, with the oldest, we want to hear from them direct. Yeah. I will take a caps lock text message. Thank you for being hilarious as you both are, blah, blah, blah. Um, keep on with the podcast, Lucy. So the current AC to, to take an 80-year-old to Mexico is, is incredibly good. Because I know when I'm 80, Rob, I'm not going to be in the mood to go to Mexico. No, also as well, isn't Mexico a bit known for getting a bit of a... 
runny bottom. What well, that must be difficult when you're 80. You need to get to the toilet quick. Wow, no, no, Rob, when you're 80, you're absolutely desperate for movement down there. <laughs> really? Is that what happens? It all gets clogged up. I thought it loosened yeah, up. Yeah, you're, you're, all, you're all about, let's go to Mexico. Give that a try. <laughs> Give Fuck me a it. clear out. Get me to Mexico. Yeah. Um, well, good, good you on to you. Mexico? No, I really want to go. Oh, it was... Oh, it, Go to Tulum. It's absolutely incredible. We went there before we had kids. Yeah. I can't imagine we'll be going there for the next 15 years. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's try and keep morale up. Okay, I'm going to yeah. keep morale up. Um, there's a... Uh, so this is exciting. It's quite awkward to talk about, but basically, um, on the school run, there's a very handsome dad. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I was driving... Past a mirror. <laughs> It's not me. I look dishevelled. I look. Re- I always wear tracksuit and look like I've just woken up because I have. Um, but it's this guy, and honestly, he was crossing the road. I was driving, and Lou was next to me, right? and he was crossing the road, and he's like, really handsome man, sort of waved at Lou, and yeah. I was like, hmm, and then Lou waved back and was like, oh. hi, um, and. So <gasps> I I thought she swooned. What she said, she wouldn't. No, I didn't. I was just a bit anxious because the road was clogging up. Someone did hit another car. So I thought her reaction was to the to the handsome guy waving at her. But she said no. It was just that, that I was anxious because of the car. So whether she was or she wasn't, she yeah. definitely had a weird reaction. I was how, like, what does he look like, Rob? How handsome is he? What kind of handsome are we looking I, at? I went, who was that? She went, it's one of the dads from the schools. And I went, he looks like a man from the adverts. Oh. He was one of them, sort of, you know, like it's a, it's a new car advert. Yeah, and yeah, I'd say yeah, tall, yeah. dark hair, quite athletic, bit of stubble, like classic handsome man. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then Lou went already and was going, No, I wasn't. I was just saying. And then it turns out she'd already texted her mates from uni that when they was at one of the parties, that one of the dads is handsome. <gasps> and he's a handsome, no he's a dilf. How did you find that out? Because she told me, because I was going, oh, you think he's handsome? There's nothing wrong with thinking someone's handsome, is there? No. Oh, and you think he's handsome? She went, don't start with this false narrative. And I was like, yeah. it's not a false narrative if you've already texted your mates. I've just picked up upon you oh, going, waving word. at this man in the street. So does he know, do you think? I think he knows he's, he's sexy. Yeah. It's not, it's not a shot to So him. if he listens to this, he'll go, that's definitely me. Do you know what? I'd, I'd say yes, and he is a handsome man. I wouldn't say he's out of this world handsome, but I, what I would say is, compared to all the other 40-year-old men that sort of frequent <laughs> the schools, it's not a, it's not a tough pull. Because I'm the, I'm the youngest. You're the youngest? Out of the dads. Are you a young dad? I'm a young dad. How compared old to all you the other 35? 36. 36? So a lot of the dads are around Times 40. Times change, don't they? God, Rob, when we were kids... Those school gates, so everyone was 26, 27. <laughs> I know, it's mad, isn't it? It's so mental, isn't it? Um, but no, it, but it was quite funny, though, because Lou was like, oh, hello. It, but it was it was when it was really sunny. You know when the, that week, where it was like summer for a week, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, About yeah. a week or so ago. He literally crossed the road and he turned and like he had sunglasses on, looked a bit tan. He's like teeth sparkled and a twinkle oh, in his eye. God. And Lou went, ah, and waved. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but yeah, Lou, Lou was a little bit like, a little bit um, like I'd caught her. I felt like at Lou's dad and I'd found something. Yeah. You know when like, you pick your kid up from school and they, they've got of crush. Yeah, well, let's see how it plays out. And I said to Lou, you know, you're not into him, though, and she prefers, you know, sort of wide, shorter, little blonde things. Exactly, um, exactly. But yeah, it was quite funny catching him up. But yeah, he's a very handsome man on the school run. There's always one sort of really good looking one. Or like scaffolders are always quite a bit sexy, aren't they? They're the sexiest tradesmen. Are they? Yeah, big time. Because they spend their day in the sun and they're... Tops off in the sun. Tops You've got to be yeah. strong. You've got to be yeah, quite exactly. athletic and agile. You've got to be oh strong. Oh my God. Talking of strong, Rob. Yeah. 
Do you want to see a picture of the strongest man that's ever been in my house? <laughs> to be fair, you hang around with Matt Crosby and uh, Tom Crane, so it could, it could just be a photo of me at this stage. <laughs> so, our um, tumble dryer broke. Oh, right. Yeah. So, I got someone to come around to get rid of our tumble dryer. I said, it's a two-man job. I couldn't even move it, right? Right. Do you want to see a picture of him walking out of our house? So, you couldn't move this tumble dryer, so you had to get someone move to... move it. It was in the cellar. Oh, yeah. so we, oh, right, to down the staircase, right? Yeah. Yeah. He turns up, I'm like... It's a two-man job. Is there a second bloke? And he goes, yeah. Can I see where the tumble dryer is? <laughs> I, I show him down to the cellar, and he just picks it up, Rob. <laughs> Here's a picture of him. I've got the picture. He's carrying it. He's just carrying it. like but effortless. <laughs> it, He's carrying that effortlessly. He's not even straining yeah. there. Also, not like at his front, at his side. So he's counterbalancing it. Yeah, because I'd if it was heavy like that, I'd, I'd have it on me. Yeah. And I'd be pidge, like shuffling my feet along. Yeah, but he's doing all arm. It's all in his arms. He doesn't even look that big. That's core. It's incredible. Now, before Bill Bailey, Bill Bailey is on tour. So are we, Rob. Yes. Yes, we are on tour. Correct. Where are we? Can you name the six venues? We are, yeah. Wembley, London, O2, London, Nottingham, Cardiff, Birmingham, Manchester. Yes, April there we are. April 2023. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Just Google it. There you go. Right. And go and see Bill Bailey as well. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's so good. Such a nice man. I absolutely loved this interview. Yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? He's so funny. He's so funny. And it was good to finally talk to him about the uh, the riders at the Royal Variety Performance. <laughs> yeah, so. oh, that was great. That is that is good. That is good gossip. Um, yeah, this Bill Bailey, brilliant guy, um, brilliant comedian, lovely bloke. Enjoy. Can I ask a quick question, comedy question, before we do parenting stuff, Bill? Um, how much do you hate sort of traditional stand-up comedians that then on tour to fill five minutes whip out a guitar or ukulele, like as an afterthought? Do you, does that annoy you, or do you not care? Like, do you feel, I'll just fuck off and get on with your stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I always remember when, when I started out and uh, and I and I was playing the guitar, or when I was in the double act, now the guitar. Some stand-ups would get quite sort of resentful of it, you know. Because, uh, and then you go, oh, yeah, it's easier, isn't it? It's easy with a bloody guitar, isn't it? It's all that, it's easy, that, you know? And then you go, well, you do it then. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think it, it it has got a bad rep over the years, I think, because uh, it was always seen as a sort of, like a, just a kind of a, an easy adjunct yeah. to, to a song. But I don't, yeah, I mean, I, if it, it, sometimes it seems a little bit gratuitous. Um Whereas uh, I think what I I think where, where I like to see it is where it where it has, is sort of the music is itself the comedy rather than yeah. it's just a kind of an add-on. I went to see Frank Skinner a few years ago, and mm. uh, at the back of the stage he had a guitar like in a stand, and then he he does the whole show and then he came on at the encore and he looked at the guitar and he goes, "I'm not going to play that, but um, I've got it there just in case you're not enjoying the show. You can look at the guitar and go, it could be worse." <laughs> Amazing. That's good, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Because I I think, though, musical comedy is a bit like sketch comedy. When it's done well, it's unbelievably good. But it's quite easy to do it averagely to badly because you've got that sort of, like, sketch game with you or you've got the the energy of the instrument and stuff. But uh, like like you and Tim Minchin and 
Bo Burnham. It's like an incredible experience. But then you on the open mic circuit, the amount of shit people with a shit guitar and <laughs> just doing a crap song. I'm really, yeah, I'm papering over the cracks of this material yeah. with my yeah. shitty song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always, oh, it's always so quite bass. It's like a hack joke, but then strung over three minutes. And then in uh. sketch groups, it's like, oh, what was that, Timothy? And because there's five of them. Oh, we don't then, know then, what's going on. Yeah. No, you haven't fucking written a joke, that's why. <laughs> Oh my god, here comes King Kong! Oh, 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 oh fuck yeah. off! That's a joke, Kong, you! <laughs> What's King Kong doing? Hopefully, he's being fucking funny, yeah, you piece of shit! He's written five minutes! <laughs> anyway, um, anyway. So, um, how many kids you got? <laughs> uh, just the one. Uh, how old? Um, he is now, he's 18. 18? Uh, uh, yeah, he turned 18 in December. And, um, and what was that like? What was the... oh, it was. Uh, do you know what it was? Um, and I'm sure this is very true of parents of all ages. But um, it was far more emotionally effective, uh, affecting to us <laughs> than it was to him. You know? <laughs> you know, you know, it was like we were thinking, eighteen. Oh God, you know, the, the 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 you know the taking on the mantle of adulthood and the passing of youth and our uh, influence is waning. And you're a man, and he's just like, yeah, all right, just shut up, you know. And um, so, yeah, it was quite difficult for that because you know it's very much the sense of letting go, and that's the hard bit. Yeah, oh, I, God. I, I I I know I'm going to really struggle with that kind of distance. Like, even when she plays, she's four, my daughter, and when she plays on her own, I do feel like, oh, my God. Even though that's what I've wanted for four years, I'm like, give me a fucking break. The moment she plays on her own, I'm like, oh, God, it's this is it. This is it. She doesn't need me anymore. That's she's it. four. Really? Yeah. yeah. She, can, she, can she order Deliveroo yet, though? That's the thing. You know. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and then that's it. It's all over. <laughs> and does he still live with you, Bill? He does, and... Uh, you know, we've arranged it because we've got two sort of we've got a sort of weird two flats that are joined on the ground level. So he's sort of occupied the bit of one. So he has actually got a separate entrance and, oh. and his own wow. sort of. So he kind of is almost like he can kind of come and go and be quite independent, and which is good actually. It's worked out very well. Oh, that's good uh, because it, it sort of helped that there's a kind of transition period between now living at home and living, you know, if he yeah. leaves. So it's sort of not quite so, it's, I, I don't think it will be quite so um, traumatic, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it is, it, I think the thing is the hardest thing is, is because, you know, technically legally as an adult, and it's like, well, you can do what you want now, you know, you can actually yeah. go off yeah. and do those things, but you're still part of the family. You're still, you're always going to be our, son our kid yeah so it's it's that's the hard bit that's the sort of the the letting go but um you know i mean i, I won't miss the uh delivery bills <laughs> oh really <laughs> have you had to tell him off i was like what the fun you know like really you know when he discovered that i just thought like well that's it we we are we have no function you know <laughs> If you can get, if you can order a taxi and order some food, you know that's all we wear before. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. you've been replaced by an app. You, and now those have been replaced. Well, that's it. We're redundant. <laughs> 
So is he? Is he? So is he working or is he studying? What's like? What's the setup? Because I, I don't know. Like, if they're not working, do you just give him a, a little allowance, or, or does he just rinse your um, car? Basically, yeah, does yes, rinsing. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of that going on, but he's still studying. He's in that last year, uh, so he's doing his mock A levels at the moment. Oh god, and um, and uh, hopefully it won't be the sort of the debacle of the GCSEs because that was. <laughs> That was just a shocking. Was that was he doing GCSEs during COVID? Yeah, yeah. Oh god. And so he he was he was sort of in the middle of that kind of total disaster that happened where there was this. Um, I don't know if you remember that the government introduced Gavin Williamson that yeah. this algorithm which was supposed to calibrate what your uh, mark was meant to be. Yeah. But it didn't work. It was it was it actually was not fit for purpose. So what they realized is um too late and even hmm. in the few days when it was still in you know in play what happened was loads of people lost their university place because they hadn't got the grades yeah. and then yeah. those university places were then taken by the time the algorithm was fixed oh, it's, it's a chaos it was a total disaster Fucking and it's sort out. of kiboshed all uh, people's education for for years to come so and and in fact it was actually quite an interesting insight into his own thoughts about school and education because you know he spent pretty much the whole of school like since he was seven the it's it's you know you're sort of pushed you're kind of nudged towards these exams basically yeah that's mm. it. you know in in prep you know from the age of seven to eleven it's you know it's a lot of fun and there's lots of fun and games and all that but you know it starts to really ramp up once you get to um into upper school anyway you know, he said to me, I've been working about, like, literally for years and years, get aiming towards these exams. And then and then the teachers went, nah, you don't have to do them now. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> well, you know, and initially, you know, like, I mean, you know, like, we would all be like that. We would all be like, yeah. yay, no exams, yay. But then immediately after that, where there was a sort of, you know, like a huge yeah. anti-climax. Like, what yeah. was the point of all that? You know, yeah. and luckily he he studied very. He did he, his mocks were very good. So they the the scores for, he got from his mocks were then counted towards his um, GCSEs, which was great. But it it, it sort of it, do you know what it did? It it really it completely undermined his motivation. And then after that, yeah. it was very difficult to get motivated again after that. Yeah. Well, think, well what's going to happen with these exams? Are they going to be cancelled as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> point of doing them if you can just be allowed in anyway yeah 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 so you say yeah we're gonna do the yeah right oh yeah levels oh yeah like the gcse's you know so <laughs> yeah. hard. and he wants to go you is it the plan uni then basically yeah, after basically, that yeah. yeah he wants to he's gone very sciencey based maths and biology and physics and uh i think the aim is to, to go somewhere like imperial college or lse somewhere not too far away yeah um and pursue some sort of uh science or maybe economics uh, i don't know i feel so quick because he's at you know only he's what 12 years older than my daughter and like yeah. you know and you would have been having these conversations with him at, you know maybe like a few years ago four years ago when he's 13 14 about picking his gcse subjects his a level so it's like you know it's not long before they start to plan what they're going to be and become yeah like 13 or 14 which are like six years or seven oh, years away God. for like me and josh yeah it's so short isn't it it's such a short amount of time it, it is and it goes by in a flash like that as as you know you know as parents you're 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 with your kids all the time you don't tend to notice sometimes 
that that how they're growing and developing it's only when you know people haven't seen them for like a while or something wow they've changed or they're different people or they've you know they've changed in so many ways but it, this was one of the rare occasions where i'd actually genuinely noticed the change it happened so quickly from being this kind of almost gangly uh, sort of preteen to suddenly being quite focused and quite different you know and almost like a yeah. different phase of his life and um and certainly he's become you know now he's he's, he's transformed again he's he's gone into he's got into like he's got into like brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh <laughs> and uh and he went he, he was training with this russian wrestler for a while which was like she was just terrifying you know it was like sort of borderline mma you know cage yeah. fighting and because my wife's freaking out she's going Oh my God! He's gonna get in a cage fight, and he's becoming bodyguard. What's gonna happen? And I go, No, he's just like you know, he's a teenage boy who's got yeah. a surge of growth and testosterone, and he's got yeah. some sort of you know outlet for all of that. And um, so now he's he's completely he's like built, you know, he's like he's yeah. tall and muscular, and he's completely oh, wow. transformed for this this gangly sort of feckless <laughs> youth that he was. <laughs> Um, could he take you in a fight, Bill? Do you reckon he any, could take you now? Oh God, he's terrified. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. You know, like as a father, sometimes you want to go. Yo, shut, you know, give him a clip round. I wouldn't even give him a clip round the ear now. I just. I would just back away. Just go to your room. All right. Okay. Let's cower. And I'm not going to do it. All right. That's fine. Equally fine. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Whether you're making a delicious family meal or a post-workout snack, choose the farm-fresh taste of Eggland's Best Eggs. Only Eggland's best hens are fed their proprietary all-vegetarian feed. That's what makes their eggs more nutritious. With 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 6 times more vitamin D compared to ordinary eggs. Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com to learn more. What are you like as a parent, Bill? Because from people who know you from TV and from my experiences of, like, working with you and stuff, you're a chilled out, really friendly, nice guy. Are you a, are you a figure of authority? Are you... How yeah, do you... Yeah, how... yeah. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, actually... Um, I'm very sort of, yeah, very relaxed. And my parenting style, if, if you can call it that, it really is, <laughs> I try more for the sort of, you know, negotiation, the kind of, 
quiet suggest you know what i mean suggesting yeah. things and like sort of you know I try and persuade um, rather than impose. Uh, and I think probably that's, you know, that's probably a, in, in terms, it has effectiveness sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it isn't. I think everyone has their own style. You can be very draconian with kids and you can say, right, and you impose all kinds of laws and restrictions. And I think that's, you know, it's good to have those boundaries. But also I think you have, I think probably we go, quite a lot of latitude to him because of covid because of the fact they were mm. you know mm. he, he at a time when he was going through adolescence you know like the time yeah. when we all we all went a bit nuts and we we're all exploring and you know going out and going a bit mad and maybe messing up here and there and just but like all of that time was just was so weird it was so constrained and and i felt i really felt for him i really felt for him and his friends because I thought this is a time when you should be going out and maybe yeah. getting drunk and, you know, and meeting girls down and just doing daft stuff and all that yeah. kind of crazy stuff that we did. And none of that was, was a, an option. And uh, so I think probably I may have backed off quite a lot, maybe too much um, in terms of that and just allowed him to sort of do his own thing. Uh, my wife is probably a bit more strict and she's sort of, imposes things and she just says right that's it you know we you know we're turning off the router and that's it no more internet you know and then is that, and then is that I, the biggest threat the yeah, biggest threat is the router when our internet went down he actually left home <laughs> we had a problem with the, with the internet and he and he went to school early because the school internet was better than ours it was the only time he's got up early and he, he was at school an hour before it started. <laughs> what's, um, what's it like as a teenager at 16 when your dad, who's a very respected comedian, becomes one of Britain's foremost dancers? <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's a one tough age for his dancers in Britain. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Janet Jackson's uh, backup uh, um, I, I I think it was um, it was difficult actually. Um, because did you tell him you were going to do? Did did I he did. have a say? I did have a. I said I said I might be doing this, and he you know typical teenagers you know like uh, right. And, um, uh, I think he was a little bit nervous because I think he what he didn't realise quite was the the amount that it was going to impinge on our lives you know like that yeah. show, because you know it's not just the fact that i'm you know dancing the pasadobly in front of 12 million people it's the fact that you know this, this, <laughs> the, the mere, it's not the mere fact that i'm dancing the pasadobly it's the fact that it's the fact that you know he's going to be interviewed the family's going to be interviewed you know and he's yeah. going to be on the tv you know like and that that was what was freaking him out he's like well, what am i going to say and so i think in the end what happened was he he, he they interviewed him because they they and strictly they love all that. they 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 like what are the family thing and they got to dig up all your relatives what do they think of that what about your uncle or your dad whatever you know it's like the whole your whole life is invaded and so they inv they interviewed him and he said something like yeah well good luck dad uh, you know I know you're a bit clumsy but you'll probably be all right and uh, can you pick us something from the garage on the way home you know and that was it and you know and he's sort of like. Kind of managed to style it out in his own sort of sixteen-year-old way, and I think he kind of <laughs> secretly quite liked it in a way. It was mm. it was a mad time. You were good it, though. Yeah. You were so good, which helps. Um, you 
you were like impressive. Well, it's you good. Know. It's better. Yeah, obviously, if you if you're quite good at it, and it, it, it rather than some kind of hapless. Like I imagine, you know, if it had been, they could have gone another way where I'm just a joke character, where I'm just dressed as a vole and they fire me out of cannon or something. <laughs> so, what are we going to do with him? He can't dance. Well, we'll just, you know, dress him up as a woodland creature or something, you know. Did he come down to the show? Well, he did. Well, they were only allowed to at the beginning because then after, then oh, after yeah, the first COVID. two shows, it was all like COVID, COVID, no one's allowed in. There was no yeah. audience. Because the thing is, is it such a, it's a, it's a show that so many people, all the school watch it, all the teachers are watching it. And in fact, you know, you get like messages from even say, oh yeah, Mrs. So-and-so wants to know if you can uh, come into school and take a picture, you know, and Mr. So-and-so, you know, like the teachers are saying, you know, can you uh, come in and uh, yeah. <laughs> do a talk or something, you know? Like, so, uh... Yeah, it's weird that certain uh, schools, at certain shows they really care about, like, you know, no, no one ca- cared at all until I did Bake Off and then the teacher was like, oh, you did Bake Off, what was the tent like? You're like, yeah. it's a tent, it's a tent with some ovens in. <laughs> Um, I was going to ask you advice, Bill. I don't know if you've done a school trip. Did you ever go on a school trip as a parent helper? Yes, because um, yes, I've got I one did. coming up. How was uh, that? You? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, that was. Um, I, I went on a few of those, and uh, I, I, yeah, you know, chaperoning they called it in it. And yeah. um, I, I, honestly, it was great. I really enjoyed it. And um, but there is that added extra element of <laughs> slight worry that you are responsible for a bunch of kids as well. Trying to herd them on the public transport and getting them across town and getting them to see things, and then suddenly you're like, "Oh, this is a little bit harder than I thought." And um, uh, it was uh, it was good fun. I really I did enjoy it. And uh, we went on we went on a school trip. We went to Windsor Castle. We went to a we went to some video game museum, which was pretty cool. And and you get an insight a little bit into sort of like the the, the whole the, the life of a teacher. I think you know. Yeah, uh, and you know what that entails, and um, I think it was uh, it was a, it was a good experience. Do you, do you get an insight into your child, like? Because obviously, I like drop my daughter at nursery, and you don't really know what she's up to in the day. And yeah. I suppose it's quite fun to see your child interacting with their yes. friends in a school setting, which you'd never get to see normally. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, you 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 sort of see them how they are in their little social group, you know, like whether they're the ones who are sort of like on the periphery, you know, hanging out. There's one kid who's like the kind of, you know, he's the slightly sort of kind of crazy one that all the other kids like, like to hang out with. And he, and I realised that he was, it was one of those kind of quite heartwarming things where you think, wow, you know, he's popular. Like kids really yeah. like him, you know, they want to sit, they want to hang out with him and well, Dax, what do you think? And he was, he was a kind of character, you know, and, yeah. and that I think was that was quite interesting to seeing that, like, as you say, like you know, out of the out of the home situation, you're seeing yeah. in school. But I think it's you know it's uh, when, when certainly when that that was in in the lower school and uh, kids then at that age from seven to eleven, they're they're a really sweet age, you know. It's a really sort of a lovely time where they all kind of there's a great camaraderie and they and they're still they're still quite innocent you know in many ways and it's Mm. it's brilliant to see they've 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 grown up a bit but not too much you know they're still kids yeah uh and uh and you know you you could you still have some authority (laughs) (laughs) did they call you mr bailey 
Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's why I like that very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you have to call the teachers Miss and Sir. Is that yeah, no, what? And so I, it's fun, is it? Yeah, no, no, it wasn't fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, Miss no, it wasn't. Sir. But I think I think it feels so like you know people really like when we talk to people with like older kids, like they're eighteen and stuff. But like yeah. for me, I was like, oh, it feels so far away. But it, it's so soon. It sort of does rush past. And, and yeah. you must have been really, bu- you know, you're busy now. You're back on tour. We'll talk about your tour in a minute. But you 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 must back when your son was born. Must have been yes. really busy with the buzzcock stuff and you know and things like that. Was it was it about yeah. that time? Were you madly busy when he was born? That's right. Yes. I mean, I was I was in the middle of recording Buzzcock shows. He was literally weeks old. And, um, you know, he, he came to a couple of recordings in his little carry cot and he would come to subsequent recordings as he got a bit older when he was a toddler. One of the rooms, you know, one of the writing rooms where and they used to hang out and there was a VHS. God, that's, you know, going back. Uh, there was a VHS recorder to show the clips. So when you're watching the clips for the show, you sit down and somebody get a VHS, put the VHS in. And then I always remember once when they were always trying to, they were trying to watch these clips. They're going, oh, there's something wrong with this. Oh, there's something wrong with the bloody V. Oh, God, how can we go there? And, and what it was was my son had, had stuffed all his toy cars into the VHS machine. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and it was that it was never going to work again, you know. <laughs> and uh, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he he was hanging out with Paul Weller and um, oh, wow. like Jimmy Cliff. And he, he was a, he didn't he didn't know any of them. He was a toddler, but <laughs> he had this amazing sort of um, time there. Do you try and take him around and show? Like, do you try and keep him as part of your life? Like, does he come on tour and stuff, or when he was younger he and stuff? You used to, yeah, very much so. Yes, I mean, when he was uh, still uh, very young, I was I was on tour, and he uh, his life was sort of hanging out in dressing rooms and backstage. And then, latterly, when he got a bit older. He loved to come on stage at the end of the show and take a bow with me Amazing. when he was two or three. And and <laughs> what happened was um, it was so sweet that we got him a suit that matched my suit. So he came on as a little mini me oh. and oh. took this bow at the end of the, <laughs> of the show. And people, the crowd, you imagine the crowd just go crazy, yeah. you know. And and then he got so used to that, and he was just not phased by the crowds at all. And he would come on and I'd get him to like, honk a horn or something or ring a bell and he'd take a bow and he'd go off. And uh, and he did that for for years. Actually, one of the first times I uh, when he was very young, he was in the in the, the stroller and um he came and I it was at the Lowry in Manchester and I and I, I came off stage and I just I don't know what it is. When you're a new dad, I think you get quite emotional about you know what I mean? Like you you feel yeah. this immense love and an emotional bond and i just got carried away and i picked him up and i took him back on stage and i sort of held him up like in the lion king like and then my wife's going what the fuck are you doing you lost your mind and then anyway so i Afterwards, in the lobby, she was there with him, and some some fan came over, and he went. He said, "Is that is is that Bill Bailey's son?" And then my wife goes, "Yeah." And then he goes, "Oh," he goes, "Can I shake his hand?" And then 
<laughs> and then he realised how absurdly preposterous that was. And he just sort of like went, actually, no, that's really, that's, that's just too weird. <laughs> Take a baby. Oh, he's a shot. He's a baby, for God's sake. What's the matter? Um, but yeah, he, he definitely, he definitely, his life was backstage on tour, traveling around, being put in little bassinets on planes, putting, you know, he, he would sleep anywhere. That was one of the great things about that. He would just fall asleep anywhere at all. And do you think yeah. that's because you kind of just took him out and about and stuff? So he was just so used yeah, to it. Very much so. And I think, and I, and I genuinely do think that, you know, and this is my advice to all parents of young kids as well. And when we were, when we were thinking about when, when he was very young, a lot of parents would say to us, Oh, well, cause we, we travel a lot. Me and my wife, we travel a lot before that we'd go on great trips and treks and hiking treks all around the world. And then we say, oh, well, now you see, now that's all over. You can forget kiss goodbye to all of that. Forget all of that. And we just sort of went, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to, yeah. he's just going to come with us. However we do it, however we figure it out, he's going to come along and then we'll make it work. And so, of course, you know, cut to we're in the jungle in Sumatra and we've got the four-wheel <laughs> drive buggy. We're going, like, like, <laughs> you know going through the jungle and he's sleeping the night under a mosquito net and playing with the local kids and like running in and out of the river and just going <laughs> feral and uh and you know that i think had a huge effect on his on his development he was he's very confident very happy little kid you know for years yeah. because he, yeah. just, he was he, you know he came with us and he just mucked in was there anything on those trips where like you know you are, we are going to do this but you just thought now this is one step too far <laughs> this, yeah. this, this you cannot do this with a kid right. this was a bad decision really the bad rest idea, is fine yeah. i've done the, yeah. yeah we'll go no yeah there was there was a, a trip when um i was going to we were going to go to brazil and um i, I was filming there uh about uh, we were filming jaguars and <laughs> it was um we were he was going to come but he was two and and there was an out there was like the wet season and there's malaria and there's a lot of disease around and anacondas you know so we thought yeah maybe not and the other time when I thought this is probably a bad idea was um, in Komodo in Indonesia and we went to Komodo Island to see the Komodo dragons and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've met a Komodo dragon right but they're the <laughs> no place. no only in passing not not, not informally introduced. <laughs> <laughs> They're at a party. No, well, yeah, you just, <laughs> yeah. Nod, you just nod to them. Yeah. Right. Nod in turn, nod in turn. And they're the most unpleasantly vile creatures on the planet. They're, they're, they're just horrible. And uh, <laughs> and they run as fast as a dog, and they'll bite you, and they got poison in their mouths. So we, were, we thought, when we got there, we thought, this is a, what we were doing. This is a terrible idea. Because he was, he was little, and then the guides are going, yeah, you see... Um, Keep him behind you, because he's the same size as a goat, which is what they eat, right? So, <laughs> we, we, we were basically, we basically, he was basically bait. He was like, we were carrying around and these dragons and like, keep looking at us like, and they were like, keep him back, keep him back, keep him back. You know, that, that was a, that was quite unnecessarily stressful, I gotta say. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, taking a toddler to see the Komodo dragons. There's no is that... need for that. No, you can just Google them. You never look at them yeah. online. You know. <laughs>
Awaken your senses with a curiously refreshing Hendrix Cucumber Lemonade. Curious how? Cue the aroma. Marvellous. Cue the taste. Magnificent. Cue the cucumber. That's the refreshing secret. Hendrix is uncommonly crafted with cucumbers, roses, artistry and imagination. Other gins are ordinary, but Hendrix is refreshingly curious. Discover Hendrix Gin cocktail recipes at HendrixGin.com. Please drink the unusual responsibly. Hendrix Gin, 44% alcohol by volume. Bottled and imported by William Grant & Sons, New York, New York. Copyright 2024. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son? They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What, what what happened was he he got exposure to a lot of different cultures and different the, the ways that people live in the world that's so different to ours and I think that's that has had a lasting effect I think you know when you mm. when you sort of see people who who haven't got tuppence to rub together and there's ten of them living in a little shack and they're you know they're surviving hand to mouth and they're fishermen and he stayed with them we we actually. He, um, this family of fishermen in Indonesia, and they're, they're a very sweet couple. And they said, Would your son like to come and stay with us on our island? And we said, Yeah, or if you want to go. And so he did. And he had a sleepover oh, wow. in this, oh, my this God. island with these fishermen. And, you know, <laughs> and it, it was like, and they were so sweet with him. And then he came back and they combed his hair. And, you know, he looked way smarter. How <laughs> old oh, was he, he at this point? He was three. Well, they've got other kids there to, with, with their yeah. kids. Oh, there was I was going to say, they weren't just fishermen, because that sounded oh, no. fucking mental. But... No, that's <laughs> We'd send them out on a trawler. Yeah, <laughs> we wanted a lie-in, anyway. <laughs> the things you'll do for a good night's sleep oh, in God, Indonesia. Yeah. And with this tour now, that you, so you're, at, you're back out on tour... Yeah. Do you think he'll come and see it? Do you, do you like, does he like coming to watch you, stuff like uh, that? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that the general day-to-day, you know, as you know, the grind of getting from A to B in hotels and getting out of hotels and going into hotels and packing bags and getting, all that, he, well, he, he won't do any of that. But he might come to some of the some of the gigs. Maybe he'll come to the London gig or something, you know, or yeah. maybe a couple of those. And, and maybe if I'm doing some gigs, I'm, I'm actually doing some – I've got some European dates that I'm doing, and he'll come to them. I think I'm doing a gig in Hamburg, oh, that's fun. Um, some Munich, and oh yeah, Munich, Athens, Utrecht, Athens the Hague, Utrecht. And that. The it sounds Hague. like some sort of a minister's tour of Europe, like you know, loose trust. <laughs> yeah, that's like, a week. Oh yeah, <laughs> Hague. I'm part of a trade delegation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sort of uh, sorting Brexit out. Yeah, you're right, going yeah. to Australia for quite a long time. Like you're there for like two, three months. So will you not see him at all? You that be totally on your own? Uh, no, they'll come out. I think I think Chris and Dax will come out for that uh, towards the end, and um, we'll we'll sort of hang out in the last bit of that. Yeah, so things like that, yeah, they'll come out too. Certainly, yeah. God, yeah, it's a hell of a tour of Australia. Uh, yeah. that's, fu- that's fun, isn't it? Yeah, God. I know. Well, there's lots of places. I just keep putting places in that I haven't been to yet. You know, Toowoomba. And- Toowoomba. Yeah. Toowoomba. Yeah. Sounds um, like a uh, PJ and Duncan lyric. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and uh, Wollongong, lovely. Wollongong, yeah. We should probably plug the like the UK ones really yeah. for our listeners. To be you're fair, also, you're also doing the East of England arena in Peterborough. Yes, so, come so, on. Get so, in. <laughs> what is that an arena? I didn't know Peterborough had an arena, well, Bill. All right, okay. I think that, I think the word arena is doing a lot of heavy lifting here. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere where you'd auction cattle is another way of describing it. Have you done um, that in Skipton? That is actually a gig, Skipton. Have you done, I've done that? that really? I've done that. that. It's a cattle market, Bill. That turn, It's like a little 200-seater oh. that's a cattle market in the day and then a gig in the evening. Yeah. Oh, really? And you're, in, yeah. You're, you're kind of in the bit... On the, they put a little kind of temporary stage where they would bring the cows in and then the people are sat... On the, uh, they're, 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 they're sat in the kind of rake seating. This is true. That's fantastic. The Skipton, I can't even remember what it's called. Skipton Mart or something like that. It's called. Oh, oh that's a God, classic. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm just going to do a, a. I'll do a Steve Wright for you. Uh, when you go on Steve Wright, he reads out all the tour dates. Oh yeah, so that's right. Yeah, go Dublin, on. Belfast, Brighton, London, Peterborough, Liverpool, Cardiff, Aberdeen, Glasgow, Sheffield, Brighton, Utrecht, The Hague, Munich, Athens, etc., etc. Loads of dates in Australia. And are you enjoying being back out on tour? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got to say that. I mean, I'm sure you've done the Zoom gigs and the online yeah. streaming stuff, and it's just not quite the same. It doesn't quite no. have the same. No. Uh, <laughs> immediacy uh people coughing and hoovering and oh god you know bing bong that was a uh, middle of the gig ding dong uh, so get out of the oh. room turning up and oh god i did one where um someone was watching the chase and i could just hear bradley walsh asking <laughs> questions hey do you know what i found out Bradley Walsh is massive in New Zealand. They love him is over it? there. I was doing a show in New Zealand, and then they were going, "Oh yeah, we're we're, we're going to watch the uh, the chase later on." Oh, Bradley, do you know? Oh, do you like Bradley? You go, do you know him? Yeah, <gasps> you know Bradley Walsh. You know <laughs> 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 a Kardashian level of fame. <laughs> Paul Sinner went over to do... Paul Sinner's like a god, because he's on the chase. He's like a god in New Zealand, Paul Sinner. Yeah. They absolutely love him. I, yeah. I, ju- I missed two dates, Bill. I've missed two dates, and I can't believe I've missed the uh, Dudley. But also, who knew Walsall in Walsall. the Midlands has an arena? It's got an arena, Wal- yeah. And, and again, I don't, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what that is. Walsall, <laughs> Walsall Arena? I don't know what that is. Wow, wow. Walsall Arena. I mean, it definitely looks like a theatre to me. People are being, I'm playing fast and loose with this arena. I, mean, <laughs> you know, I think they're sort of in the more generic sense of like the performance and Space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did miss it. No, but I mean, I think getting back on to, to the tour last year was was fantastic. If you're trying out new stuff or you're going out on tour, you want to run it in to a lot of places. Mm. You, know, you want Ooh. to go to a little venue, a little arena, a mini arena. You want to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing I, I noticed that was that was missing because, because you know, there were no venues open. There was nothing. Yeah. You couldn't try out and stuff anywhere. So I found myself uh, going out in front of quite a large crowd with... I'm I'm trying this thing out. I think I've probably done it once. You know, like you think I'm really having to trust my instincts here. You yeah, know? and and rely on you know years of experience. Like you have to draw on every ounce of experience because you've got to try and sell. Because that's the big thing. A lot of you know when you're trying new stuff, you want to you want to set. You know, you want to go. Yeah. Well, I've got this sort of half baked 
idea about saying, I don't know. And then you don't you don't want to do that in front of thousands of people. It has to be, you know, front and centre. So there was a lot of leaps of faith in those first few gigs. Yeah. You know, that, that was quite a new experience, I think. Have you got a have you got a strictly audience now as well? Do you have like people who a, a few, yeah. I don't think it I don't think it's like I don't think I walk out there and it's like Oh, he's not. Oh, he's not dancing. You know, I don't. You know. <laughs> the music's good, but where's the? Just talking. <laughs> just talking. Just talking. He's playing the guitar now. Um, uh, no, it's. Pre- I mean, my audience is, is quite a broad demographic anyway. So I think there's been quite. There was quite a lot of crossover between the two anyway. So I haven't noticed a significant number of people turning up in sequins going. Uh, but I think that I think the thing is that comedy audiences tend to sort of not they were perhaps not mainstream TV audiences, but I think there's probably quite a lot of those. There's a lot of crossover. So um, certainly when I do a bit, of, I, I've incorporated a bit of dance into the show. Obviously, you know, a little bit. Uh, but I think Bill, what Josh is trying to say is have sales increased because of Strictly. Strictly he's, he's, yes. I, I imagine he's been offered it, and I'm he's not, thinking, I'm not, I'm has it? What kind of percentage? I'm not saying that. What, at what all. kind of numbers are you looking at, Bill? What percentage? Cut the shit, Josh. Let's cut the shit. What's the jump up? What's the jump? It worked for Ramsey. What's the jump up, Bill? Listen. I'm playing a lot more arenas these days. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely noticed that. <laughs> I've never asked you about this, but um, well, I've, it's only it only happened two months ago. So we did Royal Variety performance together. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. So I turned up. I didn't. I <laughs> Rob, you've done the Royal Variety performance as well. The, yes. The, the food I got. I didn't realise you could request, Bill. So I um, I took. A, we were in the adjoining dressing rooms. Yes. I turn up, I got a pie in a cardboard box. And then I looked across at your dressing room, Bill. Yeah. I'm going to send you and Rob a photo now of, of, our, of our different riders for the Royal Variety performance. Because it was one of the highlights of my year. Let me just find it. Um, I should have really got this ready, shouldn't I? I only just thought of it. Do you remember uh, your rider for the Royal Variety performance, Bill? Um, I remember... Vaguely, yes. Why is are you suggesting that there was some sort of uh, it was like a a fancy rider? Is that your is that your the general tone of what you're saying? I'm I'm not saying it's a fancy rider. I'm saying that I'm saying there was, there was a, a stark difference between the riders. <laughs> so this is yeah. a view. I'm I'm going to text it to you and Rob now. <laughs> Yeah, but Bill's a legend of comedy. You're, I, you, you know, you're, know, you're very I much. I know, Rob. I'm not have I'm a, not, have oh, a chat on a Friday night kind of guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a chat on a Friday night kind of guy. I've got to find this. Sorry, sorry. I realise I've, I've derailed you know, the interview. This is, this is well, this is when time stands still. When somebody goes, yeah, no, just watch it. No, I've got a photo. You know, hang on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, somewhere on here. Now, hold on, hold on. It's brilliant. <laughs> You don't, oh, need God. The, you don't need the CERN. You don't need the, you know, Hadron Collider to stop time. You just get everyone <laughs> to do what you're doing now. Time oh, God, this is so them. much pressure. This and is an absolute disaster. Time is when someone loses a contact lens. That's like the whole world. You know, that my, I've lost my contact. Everyone's yeah. saying, well, no one moves. Glued to the spot. And then everyone gets on their knees and does that on the yeah. floor. Yes. It's the only time a whole room can That's stop. Right. Oh, I'm having an absolute nightmare here, guys. Oh, he's I, panicking. Look how red he's I'm going. I'm panicking. I've lost it. Can we this imagine? is Bailey. Uh, what are you saying? Like a swan carved out of ice? It's a duo, Bill. It isn't a million miles. I'm going to... I'm going. Do you know I what? I don't remember 
remember it being that fancy. I just remember it being a bit of cheese. A bit of cheese. A bit of cheese. A cheese board. A bottle of wine, a cheese board, some pickle, maybe some cold cuts. I mean, it wasn't, you know. Here you go, here you go. Look at your phone. Have you got your phone with you? It's, it's come through now, guys. It's, it's come through. Here go. Right, here we go. So in the foreground is my, is my food. You've not sent me anything. Oh, it's, it's not sending now. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> this is the genuinely the worst day of my life. Fucking hell, Josh. I just, this just never happened on Parkinson. This never happened. This is the no, worst bit of interview. No, because nobody went, here, have a look at this on Parkinson. <laughs> never showed their photos off their phone. I'm going to say it now. This photo is not worth it. Listen. This photo is not worth it. <laughs> I'm logging in. I've logged into no, the Wi-Fi now. It's never going to be as fancy. You built it up into some ludicrous thing, like it's a sort of turkey with a chicken inside. I know. It's, like, it's, it's not a good enough photo, Bill. It's, I've had a disaster, Bill. Well, okay. Well, then, yeah, I'm sorry. If this was a court, then it would be... What a terrible way to end. Admissible. It's <laughs> <laughs> a shit fucking... We're going to have to ask you to get the didgeridoo back out in a minute if this goes on any longer. <laughs> I, I nearly got the African log drum out then for a minute. Oh, get thought... the African log drum out. Fuck oh, it. I'll Come on, might as well. <laughs> get the lo- African log drum out. We can play something Oh, God, I can't waiting. even paste the attachment now. Fuck off, Josh. I'm just going to play the, the log drum because I've... Uh, <laughs> Peter, <laughs> thanks, Bill, for saving this right, bit. There you go. I'll turn it down. So there you go. You can see it working there. Like, there we go. There we go. Oh, do you do Freebird? <laughs> you see, the thing is, right? That if it was a long drum on the rider, then I would say, well, okay, I've got it, Charlie Big Potatoes. But it wasn't. It was just cheese and ham. Do you know what? It isn't as good. I've sent the picture oh, now. And it, it's I a haven't disappointment. got it yet. Right. No, what I know. I've to send it. Bill, how much is an African log drum setting you about these days? Well. <laughs> that's my, sorry, that's yeah, one catchphrase. I don't know if you know. It's sort of like the costumes of these various things. <laughs> Not like, what, the, what a beautiful sound, you know. I'm trying to make myself feel better about my Lego collection. Anyway, oh, here's the picture. That is a funny photo. That is a so funny photo. So in the foreground, Josh. Bill, have you, have, you got, have you got my WhatsApp? I've sent you a WhatsApp. Oh, okay, I've got it right. That is a funny picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. it was worth it. All right, well, it is worth it for the juxtaposition. <laughs> Of the of the paltry nature of your rider. <laughs> that is so good. Uh, oh wow. I like that. It says cheese salad and then cheese and onion crisps and then there's this bounty in the background. God, Just out of reach. Two bottles of champagne and loads of meat and Veggies. But Bill, they've got, you've got, I'd say, a jar of pickled onions there with, I'd say, 40 pickled onions in. You can't be eating that and then performing for royalty, can you? I bloody love a pickled onion. <laughs> Your ass must be in bits, Bill. You can't have 40 pickled onions every gig. Yeah, you don't want to be breathing all over royals after that. <laughs> yeah. <thing. laughs> God, that Bill Bailey's good. Sinks of fucking onions, huh, doesn't he, Kate? <laughs> He's been at the onions again. <laughs> Fucking hell, Bailey's been at the onions. Yeah, it's that rider. We should stop giving him that rider. Who's giving him those onions? Who's giving him those onions? 
That is impressive. That's way more impressive than I thought it was going to be, actually. Yeah, that's a you great know what? Photo, it was worth Josh. the 15 minute build up. Yeah, no. Bloody hell, that was. I'm sweating. I'm sweating from that experience. <laughs> it was the most stressed I've ever been on this podcast. Um, it's fun watching you get stressed. You clap your hands together, you rub your temples. Oh, God. There he is. There we go. Um, right, uh, Bill, thank you so much. We've got one, one question we, we always finish on. Um, is there one thing about the way your wife parents that um, frustrates you a little bit? I imagine now after 18 years you've mentioned it to her, but if you haven't mentioned it to her and you'd like to now in case you listen back, is there one thing that you sort of clash over with her parenting? Yeah, um, you know, I think it was very much like the uh, allowing him a bit more latitude to cook in our kitchen you know because yeah. that's her domain you know i mean it seems quite sort of traditional a bit old-fashioned but she's a brilliant cook and so she she loves you know cooking and and, and i used to cook a lot more than I, when i was you know a single man and um and, and i i encourage him i said look you know these are life skills you know yeah you, you, you know <laughs> It's like it's quite useful. She's, you know, you're gonna you're gonna create a havoc in here, and which of course he does. But yeah. you know, but I'm sort of I'm kind of batting in his corner. I'm going well. No, you know, let him. I mean, you know, he's got a, if he's going to be sharing a house with people, and you know, he, being able to cook that's a that's a great it's quite skill, handy. You know? Yeah, it's quite handy. Yeah. So I sort of we we're we're working that one out. You know, um, I might, is I mean, he allowed I, on the I, instruments? Is he allowed uh, on the instruments? Yeah, well, no, no. Uh, no, it, no. <laughs> oh. Absolutely no. not, no. Uh, he's not having to go on the log drum or the didgeridoo or, in fact, any of these instruments at all. He's got his own guitar and his own amplifier and his own room, and then he can stick with that. But not touching, he's not touching any of this stuff because uh, it's my livelihood. It's my livelihood. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Bill, Bill, it's been amazing. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so um, much. Walsall yeah. Arena, etc. from when does the tour start? Kicks off in the UK in April, May. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Bill. Cheers, uh, Bill. Good Cheers. luck with the tour. See you later. Thanks, Ed. See ya. Bill Bailey, you were, you were, that was embarrassing for you. Oh, God, that was you stressful. You got really stressed that there. That was stressful, mate. Trying oh, to find God. A Luckily, the photo was great. Yeah, if that photo hadn't paid out, it will be on our Instagram, won't it? Rob, I've yeah. got an agent. Look at my rider. Look at my fucking rider there. <laughs> these, 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 they need to sort that. You need to sort yourself up. But you know, I suppose you didn't ask for anything, did you? What did you no, ask for? I didn't for? know you could. I didn't know you were allowed. I was too so nervous. I... When, you, when you did Royal Variety, what did you have? Nothing. No. I think someone went out and got me a Nando's. Oh, bloody hell, here he is. Bloody Prince Charming <laughs> over it. No, actually, that was when I was hosting it. I got a Nando's. I didn't have that even when I was hosting it um, with Romesh. But I, uh, they did get me a hotel next to the venue, though, because oh, oh, we yeah. had to do rehearsals the day before. It's quite yeah. stressful, the Royal Variety. There's a lot going on. Oh, it's a stressful old day, isn't it? It is a Not long stressful as finding day. a photo in front of Bill Bailey. Yeah, no, no. no nothing is ever as stressful as that. Um, I found that quite difficult because he's like a bit of a hero of mine growing up, Bill Bailey, yeah. like a proper comedy god. Yeah. And I used to watch him when I was a kid and then I didn't want to tell him that because I, I worry it makes people feel old. <laughs> I used to watch you when I was a kid. Um, so I was a bit like... And I wanted to sort of like... You know, like I felt like half fan, half comedian yeah. peer of like trying to like have a laugh and do banter and then to go, oh my God, I'm trying to do banter with Bill. I'm trying to improvise with Bill Bailey. <laughs> And I kept on asking him how much his instruments were. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that. I don't think he liked that.
How much are your instruments, Bill? How much are your instruments? How much is all, yeah, all that stuff you've got in your house? <laughs> um, I, got, I would have no idea how much a didgeridoo is or an African log drum. Do you oh, know what I mean? That was a no. nice bit of African log drum. I enjoyed it. Do you know what? You know when we we put out those uh, picture of the three of us on a Zoom? It's going to be the best one ever, that. Picture of him oh, on the I've didgeridoo. I've got a good fo- photo of him on the didgeridoo. He's great. And then we've got that great photo. Oh, my God. We're like a multi... We're like a media company. We're like bloody the Get Archbishop of Get on the Instagram. This is, this is a like, multi-media experience. Bloody, but we'll be like Dave Portnoy at Barstool Sport. You know Dave Portnoy? The pizza no, reviewer guy? No. no, of course nah, not. something else you don't know about. Anyway, right. See you on Tuesday. See you. Bye. 